0: hey and welcome to the vanika lewis show i am so excited that you are lending your ears to me for this short period of time i believe that every day is another day to do life right and that's exactly what we talk about here on this show so buckle up your seatbelts and let's get ready to dig into another episode Faith friends, I told you that I had something awesome that I wanted to share with you this week. And it's a conversation about marriage. I had the opportunity to speak with some of the women from my church as we walked during our life group on Saturday, and I asked some of the married women what they thought about a couple of things, and then I asked some of the unmarried women some things that they wish they knew about marriage, and somewhat just dropped a few gems in between. So, I want you to go ahead, turn your volume up, get your notepad ready, and let's get into this episode. I know you are going to love it. What is one thing you wish that you could learn or get more information on before you get married? How to do the
1: splits. Get married. Oh, <laughs> oh, I
0: didn't know you were Keep that, keep this that, keep that. that. I am, I am. Come on, Kim, tell me. Who said What's that? What's one thing? Oh, God.
2: Oh. Aaron, go ahead and jump in
1: the water. Oh wait, <laughs> I can't wait. Um one thing I would like to be more um aware of prior to getting married, have more knowledge about yes. um learning how to um respect masculine energy. Ooh, that's good.
2: Okay. What you got? How to please him. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's real. Not not just physically. Uh-huh. But in every way. Come on. And to manage the relationship so it can continue to grow, but also how to um personally manage your time so you can manage your own relationship with God
0: Ooh, as well. That's you know? good. That's and, good. And mer- how to merge the children. Oh blended together. families. Yeah. How to handle blended families. What you got, Rob? Um I don't know. Okay, um oh man. How to be that I mean just be that wife the woman of God that God created me to be because whoever I marry we're gonna serve God together oh I know that's you know what I'm saying so I just wow I don't know how to say it Lady V you did it that's good that's good okay so some of the things that the single lady said that they wish that they could learn more about is how to please the husband holistically how to manage time where they can take care of themselves and take care of their husbands, and how to make sure that they are worshiping together on one accord. So what advice maybe for one of those things would you have? So
2: in regards to how to please your husband, ask him what he likes. Come
0: on. Learn just ask him what language. he
2: likes and go from there
0: yes and you say it learn his love language mm, that's good that's good what about time management in regards to how to manage time where you can still kind of take care of yourself but still have time for the marriage date night
1: okay how how often once a week
0: once a week i say once a week too once a week for date mm-hmm. night
2: i say make sure that you take one time during the day and pray together
0: Ooh, that's good prayer first prayer first. One of the things that um, I believe that should be learned by singles in preparation for marriage is how to get over it. And when I say that, it's not holding on um, when you've had an argument or they've done something that hurt you because it really just becomes a thorn in the relationship. So I say, learn how to get over it. How you feel about that?
2: I think you should, that's the only way to move forward, is to let it go. Otherwise, it'll be six months later and you'll come back, you'll be talking about something else and you'll come back and bring that thing up that you were supposed to have forgiven them about.
0: Right, and it could be something like they they took a spoon to work and didn't bring it back and you mad two months later.
1: Well, I I also say deal with it like don't try to avoid the confrontation don't try to ha- not have that conversation and it may get bad that day but when we don't deal with it we sweep it under a rug and then it comes back so get it over get over it with it by dealing with it and letting it go
0: yes my next thing that I say single women have to do is learn how to put prayer first at all times I did another episode about this but I say you have to know how to go to God with issues with your husband because the things that you can't correct, he can. So how do you feel about that one?
2: I heard something one time that says your battle is on your knees. Your battle is not with your husband. Mm. And so with that being said, I stay on my knees before the Lord in regards to what's going on with him personally, with me personally, and with us collectively.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. My next thing is... Patience and so I believe that you have to be patient in marriage because there are things that are gonna take time as you learn each other, as you become one, and that change does not happen overnight. And so you have to give your marriage time to kind of grow. What you feel about that one?
1: I feel like that's exactly right. You just have to be patient. Everybody has their own growth, you know, spurts and process. And if you allow your impatientness get in the way, I mean, because we're going to irritate each other. There's always going to yes. be something that's going to yes. irritate you. And that is nothing but the little things that the enemy does to separate you. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to know that that's the enemy and to just be patient and walk away. Good. My
0: next thing is do not compare. So many times we look at hashtag relationship goals, marriage goals, and we look at other people's marriages and we compare and think that our marriage must not be what God wants it to be because it doesn't look like somebody else's instead of asking God to show us what our marriage is supposed to be like and what our like journey together is supposed to be like. So how do you feel about that?
1: Well, the whole purpose of marriage is to be Christ-centered and mission-driven. That's right. And everybody has their own. God assigns a purpose to each individually to us. Yep. And then again, to the marriage, to the couple. Mm-hmm. So we can't compare our marriage to someone else. That's like comparing your assignment to Somebody an assignment. Is, yeah, yep. we're all individual. We're all, be your authentic self, be your, have your marriage, be its authentic self. And go from there. I remember when I said to my husband, well, such and such husband does this. And he clowned me. He said, well, I can tell you what such and such wife do. Mm -hmm. and when he said that that got all up in my business my feelings was hurt (laughs) I was like he was like yeah such and such wife does this and that and this I never said that again
0: no it reminds you of that saying the grass is always greener on the other side like don't compare be content with your marriage ask God to help you grow your marriage and don't compare to everybody else that's
1: right
0: the last thing I want to leave you with I am addressing solo because my ladies are gone but I have to This out there, and it is learning how to put your pride aside. This is very important as it relates to uh, marriage, where there is just two single individuals coming together, as well as the blended family, and many of us come into marriage with expectations about how we think it's going to be and those expectations are established from several different things it's from maybe books that we have read or movies that we have watched tv shows that we have seen um, other couples that we have observed as well as sometimes if you grew up in a, a home with a married couple where your parents were married then you kind of have a preconceived ideology about what you think marriage should look like. Well, guess what? The other person is coming in with their own ideas and thoughts about what they believe marriage should be like. And 99.99% of the time, those ideas are different. And it's not um, heavy things like, faith or sometimes um, finances, although that that is a part of it too. Oftentimes, it's the little things around how maybe you discipline your kids or how the house is going to be cleaned or um, how often something is going to be done. And so you have to set your pride aside and recognize that you don't know it all and that your idea about how marriage should be is not necessarily the right way all the time or the best way. And both of you have to be willing to sit down to the table and say, what does our marriage look like? Who has God called us to be? What type of family has God called us to lead? And you have to give and take from both perspectives to come up with this new idea of what your marriage should look like and not again compare. But in order to do that, you have to set your pride aside. This is also again, really important with blended families, because you can come in with a perception of how you want this new person to Um, have a relationship with your children and it may not go that way. You have to step back and allow that person and your child to develop their own relationship and not force something on them that you wanted for them that may not work for them. As long as healthy boundaries are established, you need to allow them to grow their own relationship in their own. their own way, as long as it's respectful. So the last thing I want you to take away is to make sure that you set your pride aside in order to have a healthy marriage. And of course... We always have to go to the word because God ordained marriage and God actually also provided us with an outline of what marriage would be. So it would be wrong of me to have you listen to all of this amazing advice without also pointing you towards the word of God and what he says about marriage. So I'm going to read to you right from Ephesians chapter five, where this section talks about spirit guided relationships for wives and husbands. The word reads, and furthermore, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands and everything for husbands this means love your wives just as christ loved the church he gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean washed by the cleansing of god's word he did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish instead she will be holy and without fault In the same way husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body but feeds it and cares for it just as Christ cares for the church and we are members of his body. As the scriptures say, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one. This is a great mystery, but it is an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. So again, I say each man must love his wife as he loves himself and the wife must respect her husband. Now I want to provide a little bit of clarity around this because a lot of people have issue with the word submit, but we submit to Christ. So if we submit to Christ as the Lord of our life and allow Christ to lead us, all he is saying is make room for your husband to lead your household. That's who he's called to be. Yes, you may have been a strong independent woman all these years. But now you have a husband who's going to step in and guide and lead you under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Give him that room. Respect him and honor him. And in turn, he can love you and care for you. When it says present your wife blameless, it means that He speaks highly of you in front of others. It means that he cares and nurtures you and makes sure that you are well and whole at all times. And when those both boundaries are respected as Christ established it in his word, then you can have a healthy marriage. I know that this episode blessed you because I love the conversation that I was able to have with the women. And I just believe that you can't go wrong when you look at God's word and you figure out how to apply it to your life. So ladies, if you are single, it is time for you to take a look at your life and think about one thing that you could do better each day that's gonna prepare you for marriage. And to my married women, maybe you're listening to this and you're taking something away too. It is time for you to think about one, one what one thing you can do to make life better within your marriage because as i always say every day is another opportunity for you to do life right and god has called us to walk in purpose individually and when we get married to walk in purpose collectively and we can only do that when we align in his word and we when we align with each other to identify who we are called to be as a couple as one. All right, you guys take care. Drop a comment. If you like this, share it with a friend if you like it. Otherwise, I know I'll see you back for the next episode. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If you want to find out more about who I am, check me out online at www.venicalewis.com. And if this segment was good to you, it's going to be good to your friends. Make sure you share it with them. Also, make sure you subscribe so that you get access to episodes as soon as they're released. You want to be the first to get the newest releases from The Vanica Lewis Show. I can't wait to continue talking with you about a new day and a new opportunity to do life right. Until next time, take care. Bye.